At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Hey there, guys. This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Thank you so much for being here. You know this show is created to discuss life topics, to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. And as you know, I always try to find like these amazing, interesting, beautiful people that I want to bring on here to give you more insight, challenge your thinking, give you information. So today I found E.A. Solkovitz. I hope I said that right. He's the founder and patriarch of the Givers University to teach others worldwide about givers and takers. I love this topic. And he has many courses and books titled uh, The Giver's Mindset, The Giver's Lifestyle, The Giver's Long uh, Lifelong Learning. And it's for the Give to Be Great series that he has on his site. So I am really, really happy to have him here. How are you today, EA? Nina, thank you so much for having me on your great show. And uh, I know there's no sugar added, but uh, maybe we can add a little Splenda or something. Anyway, yeah, yeah, we'll that's see right. how we right. that. <laughs> that's low in calories. That. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, EA, tell us a little bit more about you. I know I give a little intro, but you have a long beautiful history on in health and wellness and all of this stuff. So tell us a little bit more about you, Yay. Uh, happy to. Thank you. Uh, I was actually born in Chicago, Chicago, Chicago land area, uh, the greater Oak Brook area. And uh, my father was a milkman. Oh, uh, wow. know, back then uh, milk was, you know, a glass container. Yeah. But, you know, and uh, uh, I, I, I think they switched to plastic because of how many I broke when I was five years old. But anyway, uh, but that helped my father. Uh, when, when I was a ripe old age of five years old and, you know, on his route and, and he got up every morning and, you know, was a, he, one man operation, he had his own truck and, you know, he, he was a milkman. What was interesting was, you, know, you and I were talking about different times uh, before the, before we began our interview here. And, uh, you know, back then there was a box outside every house and mm-hmm. that was the milkman box. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the amazing thing, Nina, as you know, there, there was money in it all the time and no one ever, ever touched the milkman. Yeah. 
They, yeah. there, there was money in the box. Everyone, well, that's milkman money. You don't touch that. You know, different times than today, right? I mean, right. it's extraordinary. But, uh, and, and so a very humble upbringing, if you will. My father was, you know, one man operation. And then at 16 years old, I took my first step in the, towards prosperity and I became a janitor. Now, I didn't mind being a janitor because business was always picking up. Right. Well, Anyway, so I got the, it. I got yeah, it. I did, okay. <laughs> Usually I do a, a pause and if no one starts laughing, then I do, you know, cause then at least I know there's one person laughing. So, right. the, <laughs> so uh, being a janitor, I was able to be bonded at 16 years old, which means insured, right? So oh, that okay. means if my buffer hits some piece of equipment, the insurance company would pay for it. Oh, so you it started also, your own janitor business. Nope. Nope. I was working oh, okay. for someone else in Addison, okay. in a place called Addison, Illinois, uh, a janitorial service. But I was able to be bonded at an early age. Wow. Um, and uh, so because of that, that allowed me to be in really expensive homes at the same time. And every Wednesday, I cleaned a lady's house as a janitor. And the name won't mean anything to your listeners until I make the movie reference. Uh, her name was June Martino. And there was a movie out a couple of years back. Um, it'll probably be out for a good time because it actually is a, quite a good view. It's called The Founder. Uh, oh, Michael yeah. Keaton plays Ray Kroc. And, uh, and, and, and by the way, I lived in Oak Brook area. So in my lifetime, I witnessed the entire phenomenon. Oh, wow. And in the movie, Michael Keaton, Ray Kroc, is always talking to a lady outside his office. June this, June this, June this, June. That lady, she's through the entire movie. That lady is the lady whose house I cleaned every oh, wow. Wednesday, right? right? And when I met June, uh, you know, she was already an icon in the area. You know, the McDonald's phenomenon, you know, the world headquarters for McDonald's was in Oak Brook where I was at. And, uh, and, and everyone knew who June Martino was. She had the third most controlling stock in McDonald's. In fact, interestingly enough, she was actually the first woman to ever trade on the floor of the New York Stock wow. Exchange. Wow. She was an amazing lady. The go-getter. Yeah. And, and what was interesting was that what she taught me, uh, she taught me uh, through a number of conversations, one for a whole day long, on how Ray influenced her, how Ray Crockwood. And, and then, by the way, in the movie, The Founder, if your listeners haven't seen it, it's a great view. In the beginning, it says based on a true story. That's true. It's based on a true story, but it's not the true story. Right. I mean, you know, Hollywood spin all over the place. Right. Yeah, ma right. making Ray into a person. He really wasn't that way at all, but it's Hollywood drama and spin, right? But I, but the events, are, there's certainly a number of events that are not a do uh, in the movie. And she told me about the impact Ray had on her life. And I remember thinking to myself, man, if I could just find a, a Ray Kroc kind of person, someone that could take me under their wing like they did, like he did yeah. with June yeah. and teach her because I'm a son of a milkman. I don't I don't even know what I don't know. You know, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't even know what to ask. I don't know what to do. I just know I'm not doing it right because I'm cleaning her million dollar home. And it was million dollars when I was 16 years old. I'm 65 now. So that was a couple of days ago. And, right. uh, and, and so, and she had a full-time maid and Butler and a Rolls Royce in the garage. And I think, wow, this is just incredible. People really live like this. And then, and I just threw it out there, Nina. I just threw it out there. I thought, where would I find my Ray Kroc? Where would he be? And it wasn't two or three months later, I got a call to janitorial service. Guy was in from Detroit, Michigan, opening a diamond store, needed to see some carpeting. My boss sent me and the guy offered me a job. Oh, wow. He became my mentor. He became the father I never had, even though I had a father. And I became the son he never had, even though he had a son. And, uh, and awesome. I started working for him in the diamond business. And what was interesting about him, Nina, is that he was a puritanical genius. Um, you know, I, I don't believe in the genius IQ baloney. You know, I, I've met too many educated idiots in my life. You right. know, that right. all the book knowledge, they can spew it all at you. Zero implementation and execution skills. Right. 
they just know all the theory, right? right? <laughs> Actually, I lovingly call them, uh, you know, educated idiots, right? Right. He was the opposite. He was a puritanical genius. And to show you what an amazing man, I'd like to share a story with your listeners because it's a, it's quite a captivating story of, you know, you think you had it rough. I mean, one of those stories, right? Hmm. So here he was, told me that about what it was like growing up during the Great Depression. And he said, you know, he said, people were jumping off of buildings because they'd lost their wow. fortunes, committing suicide. Wow. He said there was multi-mile long soup kitchen lines. Multi-mile long, just waiting wow. in line to get a bowl of soup. He said things were desperate. And so every day he, he would just be out walking. He was out walking around and he walked by this store and the store was filled with sewing machines and there was never anyone in there except one guy standing way in the back and sitting way in the back. So one day my mentor just went in, just you know, looking for something to do, talking to someone. So he started talking with the guy. Turns out he was the owner. And uh, my mentor said, well, you know, I noticed a lot of people aren't coming and going. He says, no one's buying sewing machines. He said, they're looking for food. And he said, they, they, these things are just, they're all paid for and they're all collecting dust. And he said, I'm the owner. And he said, I can't even afford an employee. He said, that's right. it. I'm the only guy here. So my mentor had this flash in his mind and he said, would it be okay if I helped you sell some of these? And the owner looked at him and said, man, you better believe it. What do you have in mind? You know, wh whatever, do it. He said, well, I'd like to suggest that maybe you, we sell them on payments because people don't have the money. He said, and we'll split the payments. And he said, and I'll back the sewing machine. So if someone walks from the machine, you're still covered. I'll back the cost of the machine if the, you know someone walks with it. And the guy says, man, go for it. Go for it. So the next thing my mentor did is he put together a flyer and uh, he used a, a thing wow. called a mimeograph machine, which, you know, he listeners go, what in the world? Anyway, look, look at Wikipedia, mimeograph, right? So he made a mimeograph machine <laughs> and he made these flyers of women to work from home. And and he smart. couldn't even respond. He couldn't respond right. to the number of people responding because everyone needed money. They were, you know, everyone, did, no one was hiring. So the fact right. that anyone was hiring. So he did this instance, which is so interesting. He actually created this huge community, which is really what we're sort of teaching with Givers University right now is how to build a community, the, the right kind of Givers community. Mm -hmm. He built this community of women working from home. He sold them the sewing machine on payments. He gave them the, uh, uh, the patterns to sew. He gave them the material. He guaranteed he would buy the clothing from them thus guaranteeing their income, which means they could make the payments on the sewing machine and have an actual income, wow. which everyone needed. Then he bought the clothing from the, the this community of women that he trained and he sold them to stores as high quality, handmade, discounted clothing. Wow, what a brain. And and then the customers loved it because, you know, people needed still to buy clothes. And and so here was a great way to buy deep discounted, handmade, high quality clothing. So he went through and he solved problem after problem for all these people. Wow. He solved the sewing machine owner's problem. He solved all these people, these women that needed to earn income. He solved, helped them. He helped the, the store owners who now had a brand new product that was high quality, at a very cheap price. And he helped the ultimate consumer in one year's time, Nina. When people were jumping off of buildings, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he earned $1 million. Right. And that's in wow. depression dollars. Right. Today, that's right. way over $10 million, Right. Way over in one year. Wow. And he told me about, you know, things were so desperate that before he had met the, soy, the man with the sewing machine, he said, you know, for some of our meals, 
said we actually ate cardboard. Wow. And he earned $1 million in one year. So I share with your listeners, what's your excuse? Right. Because you know when we really, so what he did, it was so extraordinary. And that was the kind of man, that was the kind of mind he had, at least in his mind, right? right. That's why I said the pure technical genius. And at 19 years old, I asked him, I said, Sam, could you teach me everything? I mean, just teach me all of it, everything. Don't hold back. And he said, I will. I said, but I want one thing from you. He said, when the time is right, and you will know that time, I want you to teach as many people as possible everything that I teach you. That's so, awesome. at, so at 19 years old, Nina, I made an oath. I made a vow to my mentor, which I believe even today, even though, you know, his diabetes and his eating habits as a youngster took a toll on his life. And, you know, he left us decades before he should have. I still believe he's looking over my shoulder, making sure I'm fulfilling my oath. Well, and, my promise, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and that's really how Givers University came about. Wow. That is, wow. That is such a phenomenal story because I think, you know, like you said, what's your excuse? And that's exactly it. It's the excuse, right? It's the constant looking at the negative instead of a positive, looking at outside sources instead of looking only at your problems. And that becomes the excuse, right? I can't because I don't have, I can't because I don't have money. I can't because I don't have whatever. But you know what I love too about this whole story you just told is your mind as well, because where did you get that mind? I mean, yes, your father was a milkman, but he was also an entrepreneur. You know, he, he owned his own truck. He went and picked up the milk. He dropped everything off. Like he, he owned his own business. Right. So do you think that that had something to do with the influence of your mind? Like watching your dad work, knowing the, the, um, the work ethic that it takes to do that, right. The strength that it takes to get up every day to do that. Do you think that had something to do with the way your mind worked at 19? Cause that that's rare to find in a 19 year old. I appreciate that. Uh, I do remember, you know, it's interesting that you bring up that point. Uh, my father, you know, at ripe old age of five, I'm, you know, helping him deliver milk. And, and and back then, you know, and I'd watch him get up at three in the morning and, you know, none of the smaller trucks, the delivery trucks didn't have ice. You had to go cut your ice up. So they had these right. big sheep, five, six foot high blocks of ice. And he'd go in there with a nice pick and cut it up. And he'd put that on top of the milk. And that was wow. how they kept the milk cold, right? Only the big 18 wheelers had refrigeration, right? And he always said the same thing that I know impacted me. He always, when we were working, he always said the same thing. He says, well, when we're done, we're done. And his whole point was the sooner we get done with the things we need and should do, the sooner we can get on to the other things, which may be more enjoyable aspects. And right. even as a five-year-old, he was saying, let's get our work done. You know, let's get it done. And then you can go home and do whatever you want. You know and we, right. and uh, And that did have an impact on me because I watched him. You know, he didn't have a boss looking over his shoulder. He didn't have saying punch in, mm -hmm. punch out. You know, one man operation, like I said, he had his notebook he pulled out and they calculated points on, you know, his customers and he built his own route and it was totally up to him. And right. I recognized that there was no one else telling him, do this, be there, be that. And and yes, I, I, I submit to you that that had a profound impact of yeah. my just witnessing his being a self-starter and not complaining about it, not saying, woe is me, um, never bought into fear mongering because there's always someone wanting to sell fear oh, yeah. and, uh, and, and, and just and, and witnessing the, the fact that, you know, you can do it, just get on with it. And, um, and, 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 I, and I watched that then as I parlayed that into the lessons I learned from my mentor. 
two really important things he taught me that sort of became the cornerstone of Givers University. The one is, again, I'm 19 years old, being mentored by this man, right? My mentor, Sam Robbins. And uh, he said, let me tell you about how this thing, life, this thing called life works. And I'm all ears, right? He said, picture in your mind this scale. And on the right side of the scale is all the things you're going to receive, all the things you're going to get in your life, everything you're going to get. He said, on the left side scale are all the things you're going to give and contribute and invest and put in. And he said, all those things. He said, now here's what's interesting about that scale. It strives for balance. In fact, even at a nanosecond, when it seems like it's out of balance, it's not. It will always write itself and it's always in balance. Mm. He said, so what I'm going to suggest to you will be a little difficult at the beginning. He said, but you'll get your head around it and you'll get it. He said, you'll figure it out. He said, forget about the right side. He said, that's the hard part. Forget about all the stuff you're going to get. Then he said, and make it your daily job to heave so much on the left side of the scale that your goal each day is to get that scale out of balance because you've put so much on the left side. And wow. he said, and when it writes itself, you'll never have to think about or worry about what's going to come into your life. And right. I can share with you that it was an absolute, an absolute truth that he taught me. Yeah. I mean, he taught you so much, right? Because uh, you went in there, uh, you know, probably looking for a job and you said he was a diamond jeweler. Is that what you said he was? Right? Yes. Yes. Yep. So did you get into that kind of work as well? Because it seemed like he taught you way deeper things than, than looking at diamonds. Right. Um, for sure. Yeah. So that must've been a really great experience for you too, because you're watching this man, um, it's funny because we, when you started the story, you talked about him with the sewing machines and how he grew his, you know, his own business, but you didn't mention about the diamonds. So obviously his impact was deeper than just you working there. Right. For sure. For sure. Did you for get sure. into diamonds as well? Did you well, learn? No. See? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh no, I did for sure. The, uh, okay, and, okay. and because he, you know, he was opening up a diamond store and uh -huh. uh, the reason he called our office was he wanted to bid on some carpeting. So my boss was busy and he sent me, and uh, the, there was no carpeting for us to sell. He wanted something real plush for a diamond store. And we just had commercial office kind of carpeting. So, but we talked for a couple hours wow. and then he offered me this job. And, and I actually said no multiple times. I said, I said, man, I don't think about diamonds. I said, the only thing I know about diamonds is number one, they're expensive. And someday a lady's going to ask me for one. Right. That's all I know. That's, I don't know anything else about diamonds. And he said, well, I'll teach you. And and uh, anyway, I, you know, I I said no like four times, and finally I just said, okay, what do you have in mind? And yeah. you know, and, and 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 I did start working for him in the diamond business. I was blessed at 21. I was chairman of that company, wow. um, and because of the things he taught me, what I'm gonna share with you and your listeners is, believe me when I say this is not to be braggadocious. It's the importance of having a Nina Perez in your life. It's the importance of having a coach, someone that can mentor you. There's a reason the coaches stand on the sidelines in the football game. They don't stand next to the quarterback and say, because you know, they're just going to see the same thing quarterback does. Right. Their vantage point is totally different. That's why they stand on the sideline. Right? Right. That's, That's why you need a coach. In my instance, Sam was my mentor. Right. Right. And uh, I didn't know what a mentor was, let alone how to spell it, you know, because right. I think I spent all my hooked on phonics money on something else. But anyway, the, uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I know your listeners that catch that phrase and know that reference, you know, like say, "Oh boy, hook on products." That's I remember awesome. that but to show you again the impact, he taught me so many things. You know, while I was learning yeah. from him, um, one day, uh, and this is, you know, I was in my thirties at this point, and we, and I had worked my way in, and we were equal partners on many businesses, 
and 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 his health was deteriorating. It really was, and you know, because of his you know diabetes, an extreme mm-hmm. case, and mm-hmm. having to do his eating habits, et cetera. And um, so one day he came to me, and he said, uh, "Yeah, I'd like to propose that we compete against each other." And I looked up from my desk, and he had this glimmer in his eye that I had known over the years. That when he when I saw that glimmer, and you know, the glimmer was like it was there was a show years ago called The Monkees. And Davy Jones, one of the characters, always fell in love in every episode. Oh, and yeah, his yeah. eyes would his eyes would twinkle. <laughs> yeah. That was the look. That's the look he had, right? So, so I'm looking at it. I see his eyes sparkle. I go, oh, boy, this is going to be really interesting, right? And I and I said, well, what do you have in mind, Sam? And he said, well, I'd like to propose that we have a contest each year. And I said, okay. And he said, I would like to have us compete against each other to see who can make the other more money that year. And the loser wow. has to buy the winner anything they want. I said, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Before I agree to this, I just, I want to make sure I understand what you're talking about here. All right. What you're saying is year to year, we're going to compete. I'm going to compete against you. You're competing against me. And if you make me more money that year than I made you, you won because you made me more money. I lost because I made you less money. Then you get to ask me for anything you want and I have to buy it. Wow. He said, said, yes, that's right. And I said, okay, so the other side of the coin is right too, right? That means if I make you more money than you made me, you have to buy me anything. He said, that's right. I said, and I even remember Nina, the breath going, okay, it's going to be really interesting. And uh, I said, okay, let's do it. Wow. So the first year he beat me so bad. It was (laughs) brutal. And, uh, and I had to, I literally paid cash for him. I paid cash for him in a home in Florida. (laughs) Now I I couldn't be mad. I had the money. He made me more money than I made him. But I I thought, man, I got to get smart quick. This is going to be brutal. I better, you know, get my, I better get my head screwed on right. Something's right there. I need to learn. Wow. So the next year I won. Then he bought me actually a plane. And that's when I became a commercial pilot. The next year he bought me a limousine. The next year, he bought me a second airplane. And, and then it dawned on me. It you guys weren't me. playing around. Those are big gifts. Yeah, they were big gifts. They were oh all goodness. big gifts. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and it dawned on me, Nina, what he did. I thought, man, this guy is amazing. I realized he knew his health was deteriorating. We both knew it. Yeah. Um, and that he couldn't keep up with me. I'm in my 30s. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in full stride, right? I'm running every day. He couldn't keep up with me hours of the day and productivity. He wanted me to win because we were splitting everything 50-50. He didn't want my mind to get goofed up. He wanted me to have something he wasn't getting. And I thought to myself, Nina, what kind of man thinks up that? Right. You know, what kind of mind projects forward what could potentially happen? Craft that whole idea. Come to me with it like that and do it. And wow. so that actually became one. We call that the giver's contest intention. And uh, when we teach people how to form a community, and I, I just want to touch on, I'm going to go through it real quick so yeah. your listeners can listen to it again yeah, in our please. interest of time here. We, we teach people, and there's such, such an important part of what my mentor had taught me was, how do you build a community? Yeah. How do you build a, give a, a giver community versus a taker community? And first I share with your listeners, we love everybody. We don't label people givers and we don't label people takers. What we do is we teach people how to separate the person who we love from their deeds 
which we may not love. Mm-hmm. And we teach the, what we call discernment. That's the one thing we teach at Givers University across the board. How do you discern in your relationships? So we teach, we have actual checklists that we teach people, look for these deeds. Don't listen to what they're saying. Right. Look, it's a skill. Observe their deeds, watch what they're doing. And then from that, you can decide, should I bring them closer in my life? Because, and become a part of giver, my giver community. Or because of what I'm seeing them do. Mm-hmm. Not listening to what they're saying, what I'm observing them do. Should I now begin to respectfully, not rude or nasty, should I begin to respectfully distance myself from them? Because if I bring them closer, they're going to make me collateral damage and I'm going to be stomping out fires not of my making. I ask your listeners, how many fires do you stomp out every day that are not of your making? Right. I guarantee you they got a name attached to them. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you they do. So we teach people how do you, by looking at deeds, and we actually have a checklist that's 25 deeds. These are the 25 things that you look for. Watch them doing that. It's, it's, it's a skill that can mm-hmm. be learned, an observation skill. And these are the 25 things that a giver will do. And these are the 25 things that a taker will do. And we contrast those. That's and they good. literally just, they total it up on the bottom. So we don't judge people. What we do is we we teach people how to observe other people's deeds. And then from that, they can build this giver community. And we walk people through step by step. We have seven steps. It spells out the word discern, D-I-S-C-E-R-N. Okay. And, and the seven steps, these are the seven steps on how you build the right kind of people around you. What do you do? Uh, you know, Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich does a masterful job talking about the mastermind principle. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, it was very novel when he certainly started t- talking about that, except he doesn't say how to do it. He right. just says what it is, right? Most people. <laughs> yeah. And, and so we've broken it down very granular. Mm-hmm. This is how you form your giver community. This is what you do. This is what you say. This is how you do it step by step in those seven steps. And mm-hmm. uh, that's really the purpose of these inter- the second round of interviews I'm doing right now is to let people know there's a way and there's people that want to teach you this new skill set. And almost all of it's free. Almost all of it. The seven steps, the 25 do's, all those, we give those away as free downloads. We want people to have them because we know it's going to impact their life. Right. Well, because you're givers, right? Your mentor poured his life into you, really, it sounds like, you know. And, um, and you know, the contest, the competition that he had with you was literally to keep pouring into you. It's just unbelievable, right? Like, and, and the impact is that till this day, you are using that life skill and principles that he taught you to impact a whole nother community of people, right? It's, it's pretty amazing. You're right. You have definitely been with somebody who put everything on the left side of the scale, right? And just kept pouring in and pouring in and pouring in. That's a beautiful thing, EA. I mean, did you, did you? Um, as you started to, to like grow and get your own businesses and all of that, did you start taking on people that you would mentor as well? Like did that come become a part of you? Yes, I did. And, uh, and, and, you know, and, and not to the extent yet that, uh, you know, that my mentor did with me, um, you know, there's been one or two people over the years, uh, that, you know, I've, I've shared with it, that kind of depth informationally, why, if, if you will, uh, supplanting wisdom with education and, you know, and, and those, he taught me wise things, you know, and yeah. wisdom is knowing what to do and when to do it. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so, 
the answer is yes. And, and, and what we do is, of course, with the beauty of the online world, which is, of course, you know, an excellent and also double-edged sword, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the, we, we are able to share now at a, a huge level yeah. and, and by virtue of mentoring, just like you do when, when you help your clients and people you're working with, you know, I, more Nina Perez's need to be out there uh, and, and, and people that are helping people and being on the sidelines and saying, do this and do this and give it, you know, I made that mistake. There's no reason I through the, you know, my mentor said, you're going to get tackled a thousand times. There was so many times I, you know, that, you know, I, I got tackled, but I got back up. He taught me how to get back up. And then he right. said, you know, you don't drown by falling in a swimming pool. You drown by staying there. And, right. uh, and he said, so he, he said, you know, get out of the pool. <laughs> you know, you're in it, you know, get, get well, out of the funny. pool. Yeah, so before so, I let you go, I just want you to tell me a little bit about um, the courses that you do, because right. I mentioned them a little bit, like the giver's mindset, the giver's lifestyle, uh, the giver's lifelong learning, right? So I know that has a lot to do with what we already touched on a little bit, yep. but what are the courses? What what does that look like? Well, we it's actually a series. Uh, it's called Give to Be Great. Uh, right. okay. And we do believe that you can be great by giving. Mm -hmm. And uh, within that, there's three courses. And the first one's called The Giver's Mindset. Uh, and it's a combination of, a, an a, there's an actual book, 300 and some page book, and 16, 15-minute audio lessons paralleling, okay. going with that. Um, and then the second course is called The Giver's Lifestyle. There we identify the 30 habits of givers, that there are things that givers will habitually do over and over again, and you can see them do it. And the same thing with takers. So we help people identify that. And there's a course in audio with that as well. And then The okay. Giver's Lifelong Learning, uh, which is the third course. So the, all of those together. And what we really like people to do and, and prefer, they go to our website and sign up for our free newsletter. Um, yeah. We don't spam people. They're going to get an email right away. That says, do you want to talk to these people? Yeah, I hate that. I sign up for something because I want to download. And all of a sudden I get six emails a day. And I go, unsubscribe, right. unsubscribe, unsubscribe. Right. And uh, so, uh, we, so we send out one, one email a week on Thursdays. Uh, okay. And it's called the giver's toolbox. And what okay. we do is we provide another tool to help people that they can add into their relationship toolbox. Also, they're going to receive the moment they get that email and they say, yes, I want to talk to these people. Two hours later, they should watch their email. They're going to get the first download absolutely free, which is those 25 deeds. Okay. The, the 25 checklist. They're going to get that two hours later. Download it. Print it off. Put it in your pocket. Start watching and observing and learn that skill that's mm. going to have an impact on every single part of our life. Because what is going to impact our life more than our relationships? Right. And we learn how to discern those relationships. Right. I like productivity that. goes up in direct proportion. Yeah. I, I like that, that you're using discernment as well. Um, do you feel like you can, <clears throat> do you feel like that you can give to the point of exhausting yourself? Like to the, uh, what I mean by that is if you're not using discernment, right. And you're just giving to give, give and give. Do you think that sometimes that can be a detriment or that can be bad for you if you're giving without discerning? That um, makes sense. The, the answer is yes, because at some point, yeah. you know, the battery goes dry. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, because, you know, it's just like, you know, there's those people that, you know, if we have the wrong people around us, those people that brighten up. Our yeah, room that's by, what I mean. Right. You know, the ones that brighten up a room by leaving it. You know, right. they, yes. they, you know, when you, have, yes. you, know, they, yeah, they, you know, they're weaned on a pickle, you know, those right. ones, the same right. ones, you know, they, 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 those are the, when we have discernment, 
we're not put in that position anymore because we've right. surrounded ourselves right. with other batteries that are now giving to us to the same extent. And when we teach people how to build their communities, we teach them how to discern, you know, what are those seven steps? And the first one is decide. You have to decide who do you want to have around you That's and good. not labeling them, but observing their deeds. When we have the right group around us, Nina, we're never going to reach that point of the battery runs dry because they're charging us as we're charging them all right. the time. Right. right. And uh, you get greater strength because of that. But when we have not learned the discernment skill, yeah, they'll get to the bottom of the barrel and then they'll start scraping for water yeah. because the, that's just what, that's what takers do. They're doing right. their job. They're right. takers. They're doing their that, job. Yeah. That's why I was, I asked that uh, specific question. Cause I know yeah. that you can surround yourself with takers that will drain you dry. Oh, they will. So I, I didn't want anybody, uh, you know, going away from this saying, Oh, I'm just going to give my whole, you know, my whole life away without discerning that they should be, you know, pouring into the people they're pouring into. Um, do exactly. you feel like it's the last question? I know, I, I know I said 30 minutes, but I just really yeah, like, I appreciate you. <laughs> it. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Do you feel like a taker can become a giver or do you feel like that's yes. our nature? Oh, you can. Okay. We even teach them that. Um, in fact, what's interesting is that we have um, within those 25 dues, we call them 25 dues or the 25 teeth. There's an automatic self-assessment part that's built in when they look at it, they go, oh boy, it's number 13. I'm really off the rails on number 13, et cetera. So we actually teach, we teach what you just said, because, you know, 20% yeah. of the population, we, and statistically we've proven this about 20% of the population are givers. You put them in any situation. It doesn't matter what it is in a short period of time, they will craft a way to start giving to it. That's what they're wired that way. The other 20%, the other extreme are what we call takers and they're wired to take. They're going to craft a way to take from the relationship emotionally, financially, morally, any way they can. Now that leaves 60%. The 60% in the middle, we call them fencers. We don't label them fencers. It's their deeds, right? And fencers are named fencers because that's what they do. They sit on the fence. They act like givers when they're with givers. They act like takers when they're ah. with takers. They can be great relationships, but you're going to need to manage them and watch that, watch them closely. Ideally, you want to work towards having puritanically the givers around you. And we teach people when you're a taker, there's a thing you can do. We actually teach this process. It's called a data reset. D-A-T-A. -A. Data reset stands for declare and turn around d-a-t-a and we teach them to do this process of declaring and turning around and what they do because when someone really wants to transform from one way of living into another it's not just a matter of saying it you can see it by their deeds you mm -hmm. know that, that, mm -hmm. so that it shows up in their deeds it's not just i'm going to stop it's doing that that's that's not enough just saying it is not enough. You've right. got to back it up with the action and the deed. So we actually teach a process to do just that. And one of the best ways all of your listeners could help someone if they feel they have a, work, a coworker, social someone in their life, or even a family member that maybe Nina's being a little takerish. They have a simple thing they can do. What they can do is share a great podcast that's called Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. <laughs> and here's why they do that. It's real simple. Third party. They can simply say, you know what? I, I heard this really thought-provoking interview. It was really different, you know, and it made me think about something. Do me a favor, listen to it and tell yeah. me what you think of it. 
yeah. you never know their mind may open up, you know, and, yeah. and next thing you know, you're stomping out less fires just because they shared your great podcast with someone nice. who now, who was a little takerish and maybe now is a little more giverish. Yeah, no, that's great. Oh my gosh. Okay. So before I let you go, EA, um, you know, give us your, um, your website and everything else so people can find it because the, the, the things you're talking about just really relate to my heart. And I think it's something that a lot of people want to, especially now, right? Like people are feeling all kinds of pressure and uh, people do want to give, don't know how to, they don't know if they should, you know, that kind of things. And there are a lot of takers. I mean, they just are. And now that we've, we've opened up our world to this virtual world, now you're really exposed to a lot of Givers and takers, you know, so how do we get in contact uh, with, you know, getting your newsletter, signing up for that, like looking at your courses, all of that. Give us your your info, your social. Just all I have to do is just go to our website. It's plural givers, giversuniversity.com. And awesome. uh, they'll see all of our social media icons on there. So we have a YouTube channel where every week we have a two minute clip on how to build your community and we walk people through. Uh, I think we're on clip number, I want to say 11 coming out this week. Um, we're going to do a total series of 25 two-minute clips that helps wow. people first. What's the difference between a giver and taker community? And then what's the next step? What's the next step? What? How do you do this? How do you build these right people around you? So mm -hmm. th and that's on our uh, uh, YouTube channel. So go to our website. You'll see all the icons for all the social media, LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera. And then uh, and sign up for the newsletter. And from that, they'll learn about everything we do. And uh, in the meantime, they'll get some great downloads as we live up to our name as Givers University. And, and mm -hmm. Nina, thank you so much for having on your wonderful show. And for your listeners, share Nina's podcast with others. And you're going to have automatically more givers around you because of what she teaches. Well, I'm definitely signing up. Anyway, I'm going up there right now to sign up for that <laughs> newsletter because I want to get all of that stuff. Because I mean, awesome. I think awesome. you're doing great work, EA. Thank you so much much for doing this um and thank you for pouring into people's lives this way because the more we give i feel like the more we're blessed in our lives you know and um, and i i try to live my life like that as well where i don't look at what i'm going to get back but i do try to give as much and pour as much as i can into it makes me feel good i maybe that's my my get back is that it makes me feel like i'm a part of something and it makes me feel good to do it you know, so thank you, EA. I appreciate you very much. Thank you. I appreciate you, Nina. Thank you yes, so much. Thank you. And thank you guys so much for being here with us and listening. Um, don't forget to uh, follow EA. I'm going to make sure to put all of his social media links and everything below in the show notes so that you can go on there and check it out. Check out his YouTube channel. Go on to check out his courses and all of the information that you can get. Sign up for the newsletter too, guys, because you're going to get great downloads and information as well. So thank you so much for for being here. This is Nina Perez. This is Straight Talk, no sugar added. Until next time. This broadcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there. At Parker, our purpose is simple. 
We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. 